welcome to Crudely Drawn Swords, an actual play podcast of maybe getting to where we've been aiming for for so, so long, so very long. If we do, God only knows what'll happen next, because I don't have a plan at all. With me tonight are the four heroes who have tolerated this nonsense for an extremely long time, Mm. and they are starting with Magnus. Hi, I'm Magnus. Yeah, I mean, they should know by now. Do we still have to do this? Gwyn. Hello, I'm Gwyn. You can say what character you're playing. (laughs) (laughs) No. I was copying Magnus. Derail, derail. (laughs) That's Gwyn and he plays Percy. Gwyn, do you want to introduce me? Yes, that was Magnus and he plays Banbury Lutz, the bard. (laughs) (laughs) This is Stu. He sounds like this. He plays Tristan T. Wilde. Hi everyone, this is Ali. Ooh, I'm flickering my fan at my face right now. God I'm not royalty at all. Right, okay, that's going to be our weirdest <laughs> group intro to date. When last we saw our heroes, they were beneath the Ogre Citadel, formerly known as Malahim. You had battled off kobolds using some innovative strategies to overcome their powerful, magically-enhanced armour, and escaped from what could be termed an unliving horde, which seemed strangely attracted to Enigma. Strangely, I am hurt. So, who recalls where you finished up? Me. We were talking to an ogre in a cell, and he was like, what? That is basically correct. Just before we start, let's go quickly over things that we know what spells have you forgotten mag uh light beyond that god knows i think you've also forgotten unseen servant uh i didn't forget it dramatically we've just left him somewhere but he's a summonable creature Mm. so really we didn't leave him anywhere it wasn't really that tearful a goodbye which is a shame, because that, that oh, was good. a sad farewell, totally ruined by the fact it's fine. Yeah, he, yeah I can literally <laughs> summon him back literally now. What? But, yeah. Can he die? No, he doesn't have any hit points. I, he shouldn't. No. Nah. Not really, but he also can be effectively dismissed or unmagicked. Mm. I believe Percy had also forgotten light. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've forgotten light. I don't think I've forgotten anything else, but I... Um, no. happy to be corrected on that because Enigma's shoe is a light source. Yep. Percy has something he's lit up, maybe a shoe. He's got his lantern, his It's lantern, oh yeah, that yeah. Was... yeah. It's symbol of his fight. What happened to that ever burning candle? Uh, candle. Percy also has that, he confiscated it as evidence. He confiscated that, yeah. No, yeah. we're not that would be profiting from crime. We're not using that. <laughs> we're not profiting! We'll see. I hope this whole season comes undone because we're stuck in the dark and Percy's <laughs> principles refuse to use mm-hmm. criminal evidence from the little plastic bag. He's like, give me divine guidance. And Cody's like, use the fucking light you're carrying. <laughs> Exhibit E for Enigma. As long as it retains the evidence tag, it's legit. I believe also you came through a narrow squeeze 
And maybe Percy had to leave his shield to get through it. There was some... Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. He had to butter himself up. Yeah, that was right. He was widely covered in butter. I think, to be honest, in a combat scenario, he doesn't have his shield, but the fact that he's covered <laughs> in butter should actually give him a plus one anyway. Hmm. Yeah, it's extremely slippery. Like a greased pig. So, you come around this very narrow tunnel, and at the end of it is a cage. You can't see any other way into this space aside from the way you came. And in the cage is an ogre lying at the back in this jail cell. His head's on his chest. As you come in, he looks up at the light and he says, Hello, what are you doing here? Um, we are looking for the Singer's Hall of Malahim. Could you point us in the right direction? Hey, hey Enigma. Oh. And why can you talk? What? Oh. Oh. Adventurers. <sighs> and he starts to slowly pull himself up until he's in more of a sitting position. And he looks you over and he says, You have very bright shoes. Enigma. Yeah. Can you smell your own? My own farts. No. Other, other royalty. I'm not royalty. Yeah, okay, but theoretically, if you could, could you smell if this ogre was royalty? What does royalty smell like? Um, privilege. Corruption. I have quite good ears, actually. Uh, are you, uh, are you in charge here by any chance? No, I'm a prisoner. Okay. No, I've been kept prisoner here for some time. And why have you been kept prisoner? Probably because he's a dullard. They don't like me. Yeah. They're awful. Everything's awful. I think we've yet to encounter an ogre that has actually sort of taken any time to converse with us. Oh, yes, they can't talk. Only me. Here I am, brain the size of a planet. So so they locked me up, typically. From what we've seen of the ogres so far, they pretty much just ravage around the countryside. Yes. But they seem to have taken time out of their busy schedule to incarcerate you yeah so, how, how did that come about can you explain that to us i thought they might be civilized is he an elf orc i was just about to ask if you got elven blood yeah i was thinking that also mr ogre yes i was gonna wonder if you remembered your life as a human not really mostly i remember being in the dark and being extremely hungry and very bored. Even you're more interesting than total darkness. Wow, what a charmer you are. It's a, it's a good I, line. I'm putting that on my poster. Right, why don't we play a game called Sleeping Lions? We're all going to play it. We're all going to shut our eyes and we're going to pretend to be asleep. That's, you know, it'll be easy for you because you've had a lot of practice. All right, you go first. What if he's got useful information? Is he gonna? I'm gonna give him some grub. Give him some of my rations. What do you do? Do you like pass them through the bars? Mm, I mean, at this stage, I feel like I should probably chuck it to him. I'm gonna be like, hey, buddy, catch and huzz him a little bit. It flies through the air and lands at his feet. And he slowly but very delicately picks up this ration and goes, for me? Yeah. For you? You shouldn't have. You said you're hungry. <laughs> yeah, no, Tristan, you probably shouldn't have. We don't know the rules. What if we can't feed them after midnight or get them wet or put them in direct 
I line. Just a sandwich. Mm. He eats it very delicately and quite politely, considering he's a massive, bulbous creature. You can imagine that if he wasn't, he'd be quite refined. Ben? Yes. Like, so we had to get into this room by a small gap. Yeah. Is there another exit? Because this guy's no. too big to have got through that gap. He is, yes. So he must have been little, and then he's grown. Alice in Wonderland. But when you crept in, it, you did come past a rockfall. Okay. But it looked like the rocks fell. It didn't look fresh. So how long have you been here, Mr. Ogre? And do you have a name? They call me... Wilbur. Who calls you Wilbur? Because they can't speak, the other ogres. Who calls you Wilbur? I suppose I call myself Wilbur. I don't even really remember why. Perhaps someone else did, too. I don't remember. It's mostly dark. Sometimes there's a rat and I have to eat it. It's not as good as these rations, though. Rations. So how how long have you been here and how do you survive? I don't think I can die. Otherwise, I probably would have and it might have been a mercy. It's very boring. I mean, where'd you go to the toilet? He looks over to the corner just beside the door. He's like, I've only got what's in this room. You... Perhaps your sense of smell isn't acute enough to notice it, because there is a certain pungence that travels with you. Yeah, no, but from the amount of poo there, we can probably calculate how long he's been here. What, like one shit every two days at the very least? Not got any food. Or maybe he could tell us. How long do you think you've been here? I don't know. Yeah. My first memory is when I broke down the gates of the city. That's the first thing I recall. Okay, that's also the first interesting thing you've said. W- what, you broke your way into this city? Yes, that's right. Why? We just needed to. Were you an ogre then? I've been an ogre as long as I can remember. So you are an ogre when you broke into the city? Yeah. But he might have changed at that moment. When you broke into the city, were there any... Presumably that makes you the first ogre into the city. Were there any others in the city when you got here? He also said we. Immediately after. Immediately after. after. So, and were there, were there ogres accompanying you? Yes, yes. And other things too, I suppose. Big things, huge. It was a very noisy day. The other ogres that were with you at the time, could they speak like you can? No. I don't know why I was. But you convinced them through, what, mime to come with you and attack a city? No, we all did that. We had to. Well, we, we know that they're compelled to come here even now, don't we? So... We were drawn here. Yeah, but he said he kicked down the gates. So that meant it might have been before the curse. Or maybe the curse drew them all here. But it's weird, I kind of assumed the ogres were created by the curse. But evidently... No. Maybe they weren't? Well, but were you leading the ogres? I suppose I must have been. I am their king. What? Record scratch. (laughs) (laughs) But over time, I've come to regret it somewhat. I've started to think maybe it was all right. Right. So at the start when I said, and I asked you, Enigma, pointedly... What? If this was royalty and you couldn't smell your own. Good work there, nose. You couldn't smell the shits in the corner. And I said to you, Wilbur, are you in charge? And you went, no... Um, actually, the answer was yes. You were the king. He's not in charge right now. No, but he's the ogre king. This is the power of the monarchy, one supposes, to be shut in a small cell. 
and not see anyone, and then when you do, it's adventurous. Fucking adventurous. Typical. Prick. See, you come here and insult me. Come on, prick. Prick, Enigma, prick him. He might not be... How many uses do we get? What? I haven't got the... One. There were... Let's not risk it. I don't have it. Just yet. Wait, what, Enigma? You were carrying it. I wasn't. Oh, Percy no, was carrying no, it. No, I think Percy's carrying it. <laughs> Percy? What, this? <laughs> See? Ah, there we go. Right. Because you wouldn't go for the potato on a stick one. Have you ever considered a life in crafts? How dull it is in here. We can't break you out. We are but weak adventurers without a key. We can, however, push this lovely spinning wheel through. You can get rats. Bambi, wait. If, if, if it's not actually the Ogre King, then we are in trouble. He we just, just said blown. he is the Ogre King. Exactly. I'm the Ogre King. There we go. What if he isn't? Enigma, prick. Prick that one instead. I like the spin you've put on this. Enigma, kiss him <laughs> and see if he turns into a frog. Ew. Pass me the spinning wheel slash spindle. Wait, you're the Ogre King now. That would be a weight off my shoulder. Wait, but you're not really doing anything. You, it's not like you're attending, like, galas, royal duties on a daily basis. He's got the concerns of a whole nation. No, there is that in my favour. At least there's no guns. Wilbur, can you tell us anything about what, what happened to Malahim? We smashed it. Why did you smash it? We had to. For what purpose were you being... All we knew was we had to destroy it. How do you know... If the sun is shining on you. Okay, all right, fine. You don't know why you were destroying it. Who was in it? Who lived here before the ogres took over? Oh, all kinds of people. There were halflings, some humans. Dogs. Lots of librarians. I remember the librarians. <laughs> okay, do you remember the libraries? Oh, yes, yes. Do you remember where the libraries were? The libraries were the most flammable part. Right, okay, that's why you remember it. Very satisfying. We need a great Do you remember where, the, where exactly the Singer's Hall was? Singer's Hall. That would be that big hall. It's sort of behind me, I think. Right, okay. But there's a wall here. I can't get there. But if it's that big hall that they liked, it's not far from here at all. Really very close. Well, that's lucky. <laughs> we're lucky we wasted so much time getting here so that now we're here, it's going to be easy street. <laughs> Percy, can you uh, knock a wall down? You feeling strong? If an orc can't knock it down. Um, or an ogre. That's, a, that's an ogre. That's what I meant. I was somehow forged into a living weapon and I can't break it. Wait, yeah, but yeah, so it sounds like he might have the edge on me. Perhaps if I had... A jemmy or something. A what? A jemmy or... Okay. Maybe some other building tools. What about spinning wheel? Mm. Spinning wheels are good. Shall I get him? I do Just... like hobbies. I could use having a hobby. I'm going to lunge yeah. it in with a spinning wheel. Oh. Spike first, even though the spike's only the bit on the spindle. Because at the moment, we don't really know how to get past this jail. Okay. Uh, Enigma, give me a... Defy oh, danger on dexterity. Come on, uh, Ooh, this is what it's all been building for. Well, An intermediate success. You stumble, has a worse outcome. Oh, for crying out loud. <laughs> you lunge in at him with the spinning wheel. Lunge. He carefully takes it and says, Thank you. That's very kind of you. You're welcome. This seems quite good. You're going to need to. How do I get it open? It's sort of. Bolded. I'll pass it here. I'll, I'll show you. So do you show him how to undo it and unspring it? 
I do unspring it, and then yeah. I lunge at him again with it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm going for a second try. Well, good luck. Go for it. <laughs> it was a bit better. <laughs> it's really hard to set up a spinning wheel. Has anyone got a hank of wool? I could probably just like take it back and set it up for you. <laughs> oh, I've got it and I've got no wool. Damn. Oh. And you caught me with this sharp bit as well. Oh. Oh, sorry. Didn't mean to do that. Yep. Why don't you roll your curse? Let's okay. see how this long magic has worked out. It's good that all that yeah. prep went into uh, it and it's going to come down to one dice roll. Yep, yep. Yep. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we rolled this in a previous episode. Shut up, Magnus. We? Let's cast our minds back to the heady days of episode 35. Listen now as I spin a yarn, a tale as old as time. For I'm the prick in this here story, the curse to weave is mine. This little city, this citadel, its bustling soon will stop. For when an ogre here is pricked, hawks will come out on top. All we need is one to spin, their blood to meet the spindle. And with that my curse is set on its path, slumber now will kindle. For a hundred days, a hundred nights, or till a kiss awoken, these ogre brutes their rage subdued, their snores will be soft-spoken. Cool. Nice. Tristan? No kissing ogres. Mm. <sighs> Don't get drunk and start making out with ogres. So, rule number one. Do you, do you want to give us this roll, Banbury? Right, so with plus one from the books and plus one from Enigma. Plus one, that pulls it into a seven. Well, if plus the number one Enigma, from the books. you'd have failed. Yeah. <laughs> well, Go, Enigma! It should get plus one from the books as well, but yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. Okay, so what's the intermediate success on that move your curse worked perfectly and he says thank you so much for this you are so kind it's so it's so boring do you know how long it is since I slept so long and he sort of nods off and he says, if I fall asleep They'll really go crazy. What? And then he slumps into sleep. Could someone heal me up? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Well, well, good job. Percy, I'm sure you're happy with the way that went. Hey, that sounded <laughs> ominous. But, uh... Tristan, 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 you know how you're going to heal me up, right? I feel like this is the time. Oh, yeah, shit. <laughs> yep. Boom. You got 19 healing. Woohoo, I only needed three. Now, before Dude, you say it, Ben, yes, this roll? whole time I've been... I've been humming under my breath and stuff. Oh shit! No, I just rolled the uh, dice. You rolled the you rolled the dice as though you'd rolled it. But let's see. Let's just have a charisma roll to check arcane artworks. Yeah, that's fair. Arcane artworks. I'm gonna heal Enigma. I'm gonna put my arm la, next la, to la, her la, arm. La, 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 la. The magic's gonna flow ba, through ba, ba, me. Ba. What could go wrong when we're singing together like friends? Singing. An intermediate success. Oh, okay. So, yeah, Tristan sings his healing song and oh. it kind of echoes out something about the notes he's singing, maybe the way he gets in harmony with the world now as he's learnt to work in harmony. Mm. It just echoes through the halls. Nice. Ben? Yes? Thinking about Sleeping Beauty, doesn't everything get covered in, like, thorns? Only because it's a hundred years. Yeah, that's over time. Okay. Mm. Like that's time, innit? That's just your standard vegetation overgrowth. 
Tell us more about that. I suspect in this completely dark environment, less likely. Okay. I just thought, I pictured it in my head. I, I don't actually think I've seen half the Disney movies we're referencing here. If you want everything to be covered in brambles, it's your Mushrooms. spell and it's a great work. So it could be. Yeah, you could find brambles growing everywhere. What was meant to happen is that the denizens of this court or city uh, all fall asleep as the master in charge, the king, queen, princess, whatever it is, and then something will undo the spell, be it true love's kiss or, I don't know, whatever variation that Enigma like suggested when we were prepping this spell and binding it in. Oh, I don't remember okay. that. Enigma, what, what did we do as the, uh, what breaks this? True love's jizz. <laughs> I mean, the bard's kiss. <laughs> we've been building up to it, so we might as well. <laughs> right, so the choices are snogging, jizz, <laughs> or I don't know what else. Whatever you want, really. Some arcane art, making a jumper using the spinning wheel. I mean, the people are asleep, Ben. Uh, yeah, oh, spinning gold. Spinning somebody's hair into gold. Okay. Yeah, that's like a double fairy tale whammy. Yeah, so we've got the whole lot. We're totally rumple stilt skinning this up. Um, I don't know how hairy ogres are, but I'm pretty sure they must still have pubes, so we could. So wait, Banbury's spell ends when an ogre's pubes are spun on the spinning wheel, turning it into gold. Why couldn't it have just been hair on their head? Pube gold. <laughs> I don't think that's. A I don't thing. think that's better than Gwyn's suggestion of true love's jizz. Yeah, I think that's worse. <laughs> It's really well, quite difficult to end the spell. It's not going to happen by accident, is it? Yeah, that's true. What, yeah. true love's jizz? <laughs> Might do. Maybe Banbury just left it open-ended and the spell will decide itself how it's going to end. Oh, that's interesting. Yes, a conscious spell. Oh, yeah, that's what Banbury did. I like it. It's very good. So, the only way you can see back is retracing your steps. Let's do that. Not good news. We get a shield back. That's very true. You get your shield back. Follow the trail of butter. You follow the trail of butter. What's our marching order? Is it still Enigma first? Percy first. Oh, Percy uh, first. Me first, I imagine. I'll take the back. Okay, Tristan on the tail. I'll take the rear. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, you were. That's what I heard. <laughs> so, you come back to the junction, and it's surrounded there's by effectively... Bones. It's full of bones. Nice. I'm up. And skeletons pressing back towards you. What? Reversing their posterior towards us? No. It's like there are skeletons in there, but they're like almost becoming a big construct of bone that is trying to get towards you and just seems to be trying to push into the tunnel you're in. What do you do? Oh, that doesn't look very good, does it? Um, I will wait for the others to squeeze through the crack. Yep. I don't think I've got anything, like, appropriately anti-undead, so I'm just going to smack it with the sword. You're just going to go right in there. Go for it. Go crazy. Give it that good... I mean, that that's the only way through, right? It's like a junction, so... If you can push it out the way, you're going to be a people. You should be able to squeeze out to one side or another. That's in fact, um, Bambri, Are you able to use any sort of magic just to force that back temporarily? I mean, I could probably just blow it up, but yeah, I can push it back a bit. Well, blow it up if you. What we need if you to can. do is think about what destroys bones. 
And all I can think is a lack of calcium. So no one feed it milk. Dogs. Summon a swarm of dogs. <laughs> dogs. They love bones. Unfortunately, you killed a swarm of dogs about six episodes back, so... If only we'd had the foresight. All right, Bambri's going to crack his knuckles. And then crack some more knuckles. He's going to slick back his greasy emo hair. And yeah, he'll crack some uh, knuckles and hips and all the other things that are in the way, hopefully. So, he's going to let loose black magic. It's going to pulse from his fingers, hopefully. Very successfully. Oh, it's a, a big success. So, what does yeah. that do? Uh, he'll do it area of effect and forcefully, and uh, so it's messy, area, and forceful. Okay. <laughs> True loves cheers. Give me that damage. Boom. You create skeletal shrapnel. Like, it, they're almost reduced to a powder. You can see some more complete skeletons a little further back being blasted down the tunnel, and your way is undeniably clear. The problem with that is... Is that stuff not still all attracted to Enigma? So isn't she now just covered in, like, bone dust? At the moment, it's mostly been blown back down the tunnel away from her by the forceful explosion of black magic. But, yes, last time you saw it, it was attracted to Enigma. Well, let's not worry about that. Hustle, hustle, hustle. Let's go. So you come to this T-junction. You're going left or right. I think left the, the way the bones didn't go yeah okay so that's left is the way that we're going to be going and then you come to another junction at which you came from the right yeah so we go left and now you can hear some noise coming from above there was some kind of ogre den that you passed through previously hmm. and you can hear some kind of sound coming from it's, above it's gonna be snoring i'm confident it probably is snoring yes because they are under a sleeping curse. They'll probably just have lovely dreams. Well, let's, let's hope so. So, you actually pass through several other fairly quiet rooms and corridors. There are a couple of dead ends, and you don't see them come back, but you do hear the carved scuttling of bone and rattling of bone behind you. And you find your way looping round until you reach a large room. <gasps> Although there's a collapsed ceiling at one end, the room's retained much of its shape, a long oval with solid columns carved with vines and shoaling fish standing in two rows about ten feet from the walls on each side. Between them, the space of the room is empty, the ground layered with dust and detritus of centuries. The floor beneath it is stone, and you can just about make out pattern decorations where it's scuffed. The room smells dry and dusty. Your feet rattle on the floor as you walk into the room. At the east end, you can see a dim glow. So it's a fairly large space. Can I go and inspect the dim glow? Yeah, sure. As you get closer, you realise that what you're looking at is... That's the west. No, because I've got this map upside down. This right. is east. I, I can understand why you'd think that, but this <laughs> is literally an upside down map. Because Yeah, why make it easier for us to tell which direction it is by having a map <laughs> which you could place in any 
any way look, in the right direction. Look, I think we have all established that I don't know the difference. And that I'm that East is left, even though everybody knows that West is left. Look, I allow me to put it this way. Given the orientation of the room I'm in, when I look at it, it's on the east side. What? That's not helpful. How can that be? We're the case? in a fantasy world. Maybe east is west in this world, and west is east. Maybe there's 17 different directions. Yeah, different world, different magnetic poles. Had we come from the eastern kingdoms all along? Is that the mystery <laughs> at the heart of crudely drawn swords? <laughs> there's a mystery? The mystery at the heart of crudely drawn swords is what's the difference between east and west? <laughs> Turns out that was the thing. We don't know. But in this case, you'll have to mentally orientate yourself as though left is east because it's east. Can we just say left? Yeah. I mean, I don't really know my left and my right, but... I can't see how this is going to matter that much for this conversation to still be happening. <laughs> what does Percy find? As a geographer... I beg to differ. <laughs> it is actually relevant. So at the east end of the room is a space in the wall. And what you're seeing is the night sky. The edges of this hole in the wall are kind of chipped, but you can see that there are parts that are still carefully shaped. So this was some kind of window or deliberate opening. And just in front of it, is a pedestal on the ground and around that are fragments of corroded metal and a few pieces of some kind of rusted frame okay the um so does that appear to look straight out at the night sky or is it reflecting off a piece of glass or something like that no it seems to be like a hole in the wall or the cliff that is looking straight out and it actually looks east, but because it's dark, you, you're you seeing... You think it's west? The part that lights oh, up is okay. the sky. So we can see something of a horizon? So that you can see a horizon. Right, okay. That makes sense. So, I mean, it's Dawn's song that you're meant to be singing. So maybe you're meant to sing it at dawn. I mean, this can't be the whole. This space shitty. As the sun comes up. Wait, what do you mean it's meant to be Dawn's song? The song you're singing is Dawn's song. I don't know. Oh, rewrite it. Is it? That's what you were told in the Land of the Dead, that you had to sing Dawn's song. Lucky oh. for Tristan that someone keeps notes. <laughs> I mean, is it? Yeah, do you not remember this thing that you've been practising with two years? Slash six months? Slash a week? Are you dead yet? So, yeah, that's lying at the east end. At the west end, a rockfall has filled most of the room. There are these pillars just inside the walls. The other noticeable thing is that slightly to the west end of the room is a round pit that vanishes off into the depths. That's where I've got to go, I think. I'm going to jump. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> yeah. Sonia. And sing, sing as I'm falling. Ben, in the real world, obviously, sun rises in uh, the east. Yes. In this fantasy world, does the sun rise in the east? It also rises in the east. So we're, we should Which expect east? that at dawn the sun will come flooding through that crack in that... That is what you would expect to happen, yes. Okay, so if the sun came through that crack, is there anywhere obviously where it would light up or anything that it would impact on first? I mean, the pedestal would be my first clue. Yeah, well, whatever was on the pedestal was 
is an obvious candidate for that. There was something there. Okay. In the during the last session, Bambri put up True Sight. Is there anything magic or illusionary in this room? Yes, there is a magical boar. There is a scatter of magic along one wall. Hey, you're kind of investigating, aren't you? Uh, yep. Why don't you give me a discern realities? Okay, so you get one question off the list. My question is going to be someone with a higher wisdom. Look at this wall. So you have what happened here recently, what's about to happen, what should I be on the lookout for, what's useful or valuable for to me, that one. who's really in control here, or what here is not what it appears to be. The one Stuart said, the, what here is useful to me. With your true sight, you can see a scatter of small magical shapes on the floor at one side. And when you go and look at them, you find under layers of dust it looks like tiles and then when you look a little closer and perhaps you get enigma to come over because she's got a light lit up shoe and you realize these are pieces of mirror Uh. and to your true sight you can see that these are a very specific type of mirror called it it was a witch the witch did a curse the reflective kind oh god yeah hey uh tristan yeah is this the singer's halls i mean is this it why does mirror mean a witch did a course? Uh, did a curse? Well, it's a mirror. Even I get that. Yeah, but if we've got a hole in the wall that points to where the sun rises and oh, yeah. a room full of mirrors, why is it not a little more scientific than that? I mean, yeah, maybe. Maybe the mirror was sending it. Okay, so yeah. How about we send your lantern on a big bit of rope uh, down this pit and see where it goes? Because maybe the magic... Maybe the sun came through here, went through whatever was on that plinth, and then was went into the mirror and then down into that hole. Well, can I can I just get the lantern and point it at yeah. the mirror, mirror tiles and see where it bounces to? Well, these are broken fragments of a mirror. Okay. But what oh. Bambri would recognise is that, magically speaking, these are like your scrying mirror. Yeah. See, we were right. Screw you, Percy. Yeah, okay. You could use these to create yourself a new scrying mirror if you're so inclined. Um, ben, I mean, I'd have to trap a new fae. Oh yeah, I'm, there are risks. So what are you, what are you up to, Tristan? Um, I was going to use my singer's intuitive knowledge to yeah. decide whether I thought we were in the singer's hall. I was also going to go oh, into you don't, my. You don't even need to. You don't need oh. to check that. You can feel this room is acoustically really good good because i rolled a seven so can i still have the xp and get the result i <laughs> no, want or no. what that's not fair mm. also you don't get you don't get xp, you get for, XP seven. for seven. Oh yeah yeah you'd have to get six or less it's not a failure okay i can confirm banbury this is the singer's hall okay right so the first thing we want to do is not move any more of the dust because we're going to need that what for right so you're going to have to sing this song at dawn uh enigma and well, Enigma, you're going to need to help me lay out some of these glyphs. And Percy, I guess, do something religious. Protect mm-hmm. uh, us. What are the glyphs for, sorry? Okay, so you're about to sing a song. Yeah. And I reckon that the more we can find out in this room and the more we can understand how the curse was made, and I do think it was made in here mm-hmm. by a witch at dawn, with, like, maybe this goes down deep into the earth, this hole. Maybe all the kind of magic has been pushed deep into the earth here and it's spread out and it's Ooh, yeah. it's become it's like a seed and it's like 
a crop or a weed that just hasn't been kind of kept in check and it's spread further and further and further out through the land. I think it probably started in Malahim, but it's been going on so so many hundreds of years. It's just it's gone wild, basically. Um, so yeah, what we're gonna do is we're gonna draw some glyphs in the dust in here that are gonna help amplify your music. You you're already magically talented. You're already in, in tune with the world, but we're gonna amplify it from this room because it's gonna resonate. And this room being the the place where the the curse started, it'll help amplify that. But we need to control. Like, as that power starts bursting out from every grain of sand, every person, every bush, it, it's going to come flying back here, and we need to put up dams almost to, to stop it all, all smashing into us and just, like, blowing up. We need to have a controlled exit and then a controlled... Uh, yeah. Oh, I've gone horribly Brexit here. <laughs> strong and stable. Strong and stable, says uh, No deal, so, yeah, anti-magic. That's what the that's what the glyphs are for. You're looking for a controlled release. Yeah. Uh, true true love cheers. cheers. <laughs> <laughs> now, not to cover old ground. But should we destroy the sword? <laughs> no, but if we were looking at just destroying it, chucking it down a bottomless pit's not a bad call. You don't know it's a bottomless pit. Might have a bomb. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Chucking it down there and finding out if it's a bottomless pit. That's a better call. I'm gonna chuck something down the pit. Okay. I'm going to drop a handful of gold coins down the pit. Only like three or four. Okay. Tristan throws some coins through down the we pit. We could have thrown stones. We could have done anything. No, straight down so they're not going to bounce off the edge and confuse my... Okay. Ooh, I'm going to use my bat-like hearing. I'm going to lay down so I can't fall over. I'm going to stick my both ears down the hole. I'm going to cup like this, like you can see in the cam. Yep. And I'm going to drop some coins down and listen and work out if I can judge how deep this pit goes. Why coins? Are you just trying to show off how rich you yeah, are? Yeah, I'm pretty loaded. Okay, so you're doing the arithmetic on how long it takes for this sound to return. Which is fine, Ooh. given the canon of my bat-like ears and I can actually see using my hearing, remember? So don't you don't be stiff me on this. So what I want you to think is that it takes a while before they jingle off something. I'm going to count. I'm going to count. And then you hear them jingle again. And it's like a ting, ting. You fool of a took. <laughs> look, no, look, all right. So one thing I'm sick and tired of is every, <laughs> you guys always being like, oh, you're just ripping off Lord of the Rings. So anyway, <laughs> from down in the deep, you hear a single boom. <laughs> I literally watched this before we started playing. Wait. And I rewatched the Fall of what? the Took bit because it's my favourite quote. And then you hear a second. Oh, no. <laughs> Fool of a wild. Oh. Uh, did the coins get bigger and they've just landed? They've had a cave <laughs> troll. Yeah. What's happened there is they just keep their drums down there. That's where the things get the drums. <laughs> <laughs> and then you hear. But <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you've woken up the drummer, so now you're not going to be able to get a note out edgewise. Oh, God, that would be worse than a Balrog or Cave Troll. <laughs> no, it, I mean, to be fair, Banbury did say he wanted symbols. Very good. Whilst that's being investigated... Yes. Um, can I just double-check, are there any other entrances or exits in this room? There is only the entrance you came through. At the west end, it looks like it's building up to a grand entrance yeah. that's been yeah. completely collapsed 
So the way you came in is the only surviving entrance. Okay. Um, can I go to that entrance and um, spend some time working out if there's any weak points that could be pressured to collapse it if we needed to, to seal it off? Okay, yeah. I don't want to do it. I don't want to collapse it right now. But no, no. I'll... Give me give me a defied danger on wisdom. Uh, here we go. Collapsed it. Ben, oh, can I ask a clarifying question just while he's doing that? Yeah. The whole that goes to the outside if yeah. Percy's potentially sick has the idea of sealing us off can we get out of that hole to the the outside world oh it's it's big enough to get out of but we've plummet it's to earth a long way up but you probably we have do flying have monkeys and flying a broom. monkeys and a broom so yep. it's maybe not as dangerous as it seems so percy you find a point a little way up where you think you could lever down some rocks and cause them to fall in. Okay. And that will probably block the way. Okay, cool. Ben, can I ask another clarifying question? Yes. What time of day is it? When are we expecting dawn to be? It's in the night sometime. It's pretty late. Okay. You probably... You might have a couple of hours. It's not quite going grey, but it's maybe starting to think about it. Right, so... It's four o'clock. It's the point where you can't quite find your tent and you might as well just stay up until you can see in colour <laughs> find your tent again. And in the meantime, just, you know, knock back a few drinks. Yeah, me and Enigma will make a campfire, find some chairs and just drink until it's daytime. Oh, we should sing really loudly and annoy everybody. Yes. What, annoy yeah. everyone? What? You mean pleasure everyone with our vocal and comedy? People love that shit at four in the morning. Yeah. Can we try and investigate the room to see if there's any more evidence of the curse to aid us breaking it? Yeah, sure. I mean, as you look around the room, you can't see any more sign of the curse. What you feel is, well, I guess Tristan has a sense for the curse now. When he's reaching for it... So I'll get him to sniff it out like yeah, a bloodhound. Yeah, you can get him to sniff it out. Yeah. And it's certainly this whole city... This whole ruin is the centre of the curse. This room isn't specific to it, but this room was a centre of magic in the city before the curse. And so it's kind of become a snarl and a twist in the flow of magic already. And so, yeah, you can certainly feel that power is very strong, quite close to the surface here. Bambri slash Ben. Worst kind of fiction. It, I've got an idea. Well, I don't know if it's going to work. Basically, Ben... Basically, just tell me if I can do this. I'm thinking of trying to use the Song of Alana Sarista whilst tapping into the energy of the curse and something no, with Bambri. No, that works with nah, the dead okay. person. You need, a, hey, you need a body. I got a check, because it could have shown us what had happened here. That yeah, would have been cool. Yeah. I mean, there's a load of skeletons outside, Tristan. But loads of them. Oh yeah, we've done that. But I wanted—I was going to see if we could have seen what happened with the curse. If we could have combined our magics to sort of see how it was cursed, what it was cursed, get some more information on it. But I don't know if we could. I don't well, know. Those if... those bones outside aren't ogres. No, no, they're so people. So they would have been I, alive. I, yeah, I sung one, and it was um just—it was a soldier that had died fighting there. It will be just the—it will be people dying in agony and from ogres, basically. Well, why don't we just go and kill? I oh, know. No, never mind. That was a bit too dark. It, yeah, it was more that I was... Is what's happening on the map representative of what we're seeing? 
in the uh -oh. room. Uh-oh. You're starting to hear the kind of rustle and scrape of skeletal movement in the tunnel, certainly. They seem really determined. I think maybe it's time to seal ourselves in. I mean, I feel like in a way we should give them some peace through getting to the other side via Enigma's soulless void. They're just spining for the fjords. They're just innocent folk. I mean, they're... So it, it would be nice if we could do that somehow at the same time. I mean, and if we can give these people peace. Uh, yeah, but at the same time, I basically get, you know, uh, smothered in bone. Yeah, but... You, uh, many joke. Imagine I made all the unpleasant, foul jokes I could. True love jizz, etc. But it would be a good, if we could do that as well, that's quite a good thing to do while we're here. I appreciate it's not our main concern, I'm just thinking nicely. Nah, fuck em. I think we don't particularly know what's happening with that, do we? I mean, we've made some guesses, but do we really want that in the mix of your big world-altering song. Maybe it would help somehow. Do I really want to fill my void with bone? <laughs> <laughs> Many do, Enigma. Let me tell you from experience. Many do. Whoa. Yeah, I don't know. I just thought maybe, I don't know. I was Sing just being nice. bloody song. Well, I think we need to decide now. We're going to have to wait around for a couple of hours. We either seal ourselves in and wait it out um, or if or we throw Enigma to them. Enigma, what's your opinion on it? Seal us in. Let's go. Seal us in. Okay, so Percy pulls the trigger on the cave-in. There's a rumble of rocks. Definitely going to be new. And the tunnel is blocked. There is no escape. You can't get out. You can't <laughs> get out. This is a great drums, idea. Drums in the deep. <laughs> They're coming. So anyway, you are now sealed in what was once the Singer's Hall. After this rock fall, that is pretty clearly closed. Nothing's going to come through there anytime soon. You've definitely blocked yourself in. You have some time. You do hear this rumbling in the deep through the pit. Yeah, I wasn't sure if that was uh, actually happening or not. No, that wasn't, that wasn't a bit. That's actually a thing you hear. Hmm. Yeah, I think uh, all, this, all the ogres are asleep, but it's, there's probably other stuff here that isn't ogres. Hmm. True. Well, sure it's fine. Should we well, look let's make them ogres. Should we look for a lid to put on the pit? <laughs> uh, put your shield over it and then... Yeah. There's yeah. nothing really lid-sized. The pit is a fair size. How, how big are we talking, Ben? Because I assumed it was small. Do you remember when you entered the catacombs below Keltepe and there was a massive oh. deep pit? The pit and the pendulous sock. Yeah. Episode one. I was literally going to ask if there's any way there's a connection between those two. It is the same size and shape of pit. Yeah, I'm wondering if they're connected somehow. I was just about to say it for the record before Bam, uh, Ben mentioned it. Yeah, no, I, I could see you getting there. What you can see is that the floor underneath the dust has decorated tiles on it, just a kind of abstract pattern, but the pit bisects those tiles and slices through them. So... It seems like that is more recent than the original structure of the room. Ew. Is there a body of a ice wizard with a spike through his head laying around? Did he just drop all the way down and get spat out this hole? Because <laughs> <laughs> we jumped in. We just didn't notice it. <laughs> we can actually get back pretty damn quick. We're in Australia. No. Oh, okay. 
this is quite a different place, but it is a similar pet. Hmm. So, how are you preparing, Banbury? Uh, Banbury's going to take some chalk out and he's going to draw glyphs all over the place. Um, some of them are going to be glyphs pointing outwards from Tristan, or where Tristan's deciding he's going to stand. I think I should stand on the plinths. Some of them are going to be big old glyphs that look like they're blockers, almost like a dam shape, yeah. and then redirecting and then slowing it down uh, and then moving it towards uh, where Banbury's going to be standing. Nice. Banbury, I just wanted to point out that I believe Jabrus went down the pit originally before he was replaced, so there could be a Jabrus down this pit if they go to the same place. I mean, do you not remember? I resummoned like that, oh, that's that stupid right. sorry. gave no, me yeah, no, all sorry. the money, and I. Oh, you did actually, didn't you? You did actually resummon yeah. the genuine Jabru- Jabrus. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah. Bambi's going to take Jabrus off his belt in yep. the sock. Uh, Enigma, can you can you look after Jabrus for me, please? Sure. Thank you. I'll tie the sock to my belt, but with like the ends of my fingers, so I don't really have to touch it much. <laughs> <laughs> Right, Banbury's going to make a little semicircle around where he's going to stand um, out of the the marbles. So I think I've got eight. Okay, you're, so you're putting them around yourself. Cool. And I'm going to draw uh, various things around uh, Tristan, and then I'm going to go stand. Right, so we're going to wait for dawn. I just want to clarify. I know very quick, I mean a yes-no answer... We're definitely not blowing up the sword, right? Correct. Well, the thing yeah. is, Bambri, that's a complex question. I think question. we shouldn't talk about this for longer. <laughs> Bambri has marked out a series of rooms and things on the floor. Um, I'm yeah. also going to mark out a circle um, to prep an exorcism in case that should suddenly be needed. Okay. So Percy is preparing his exorcism... Yeah, I don't think I can lean on that to make it some kind of ward against possessing entities I th- um, by the look of how we've written it. So it will just have to be a, if things gone, <laughs> things have gone really bad then. If shit goes too bad. Bundle them into it um, and hope for the best. Okay. Hold on, Ben, I would like to also write some wards, but I'm going to start just drawing them over what Banbury and Percy have done, just like <laughs> smiley faces and like a stick man waving. I'm like... This is helping. I was just going to draw a big dick because I don't actually have any magic. I was thinking. Yeah. (gasps) All our magic comes from our dicks. (laughs) A crudely drawn sword. (laughs) (gasps) That's where the name comes from. Oh, my God. (laughs) Gradually, all the glyphs merge together. And if we all step back, we all look at our individual glyphs and we're like, oh, quite happy with that. But formed together, they make a giant (laughs) wang. It's like a magic eye. The power of which. With two little drips coming out of it. There's two two circles, one of which Tristan stands in, the other of which Banbury stands in, and then two lines coming out that go towards where the sun's going to shoot in from. It's a beautiful penis, and me and Tristan are just testicles. Just um, yeah, man. I'm actually going to do with the glyphs. I'm going to try and aid or aid uh, Tristan with his thing, and then yeah, so that's a roll and bonds or something, isn't it? It is. Yes. So. So roll plus bonds. I mean, we better not... Oh, no. Stu, Stu if you're about to say we better not have to roll for this shit, I he's going to make us roll. Where to God, we better not have to roll. For... I've writ... I've actually gone out and written a song. I mean, uh, it was given to me in The Land of the Dead. It's not a Tristan own original. I didn't forget the <laughs> oh, song. Yeah. As soon as we left The Land of the Dead and just wrote a new one, I'm like, they'll never know. 
I didn't spend hours on every single one of those mirror mirror wraps just to roll yeah. a six, did I? <laughs> that's um, true, that's fair. Well, the thing is, it's not that it doesn't work, it's that it informs us of how it works and whether there are side effects. Yeah. Ben, can you remind me what I'm even doing to roll a aid? Just roll plus bonds, so however many bonds you have with Tristan. I don't know if it's on these character well, sheets. We all... But we agreed it was one, non-cumulative, so... so it's just one. Yeah. So, so... what we're rolling, 2d6 plus one. Yeah. Eight. There we go. Okay, so that adds help to Tristan, and you're Im- implicated in the failure if it fails. I think that was plausible anyway. This is a yeah. very That seems pretty legit, risk. considering what we're trying to do. Um, Percy, yes. One final thing that I will do in the couple of hours that we have before this song is being sung... Um, I'm going to dedicate myself to a quest. Oh, what's your quest? Uh, my quest is going to be to discover the truth. Of uh, Tristan T. Wilde. Well, effectively... Um, the mystery at the heart. <laughs> of the, the Tristans you made along the way. Of, of Tristan's song at the Singers Hall of Malahim. Okay. I didn't really rewrite it. I do remember it. <laughs> Thanks, Percy. I told you that in OC confidence, but as we know, <laughs> OC is IC. I want to. I certainly want to live long enough to discover what it is you've done, basically. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. Um, and I will choose. It means you don't have to eat between now and you know singing. You wouldn't have like the munchies. Oh yeah, I could yeah. do that. I'm gonna take a voice that transcends language in case yep. anybody calls back. Ooh, good idea. A mark of divine authority, because that seems like it could be relevant in some way. Yep. Um, and invulnerability to something sounds good. Um, Bombs. Well. Wangs. Magic or something? Or uh, well, That's too not specific enough, presumably. Well, what kind of magic are you interested in? Cursey. Curse magic. <laughs> magic that captures your mind? Transformative magic? It could be elemental magic. You could so like if we're a bit specific, I think that's fine. Transform transformative. What's the word I'm looking for? That would be quite transformative. Good. That's the word. Transmogrification. Transformative. Um, the type of magic that's associated with this uh, sort of symphony and um, and song that's been going on is, is that a class in itself? Like harmonious magic. <laughs> yeah, so you could make you could definitely make yourself immune to that form of magic. Yeah, I'll I'll do that. Just to make sure Tristan doesn't try and heal you. Oh, that's true. Yeah, it's a good point. I could just screw everything up by doing that, couldn't I? A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, well you could make yourself incapable of being healed, definitely. Mm. And that's fine. You know, that's a choice. And I want Ooh. you to be able to make I want you to feel that you can safely make that choice. What do you think? I'll consult, the, I'll consult the team. What do you think? Is it worth being invulnerable to something? And if so, what? Some kind of curse gone wrong might help. But I mean, if you're invulnerable and we're not, it depends how much you want to stay and die saving us or run away and leave us, I guess. Well, bear in mind that I can bug us all out. Yeah, some kind of transform- transformative resistance would be quite good. Because in theory, this isn't... Uh, what I understand of this music is it's not going to... Uh, the song itself and my magic shouldn't negatively transform anything. 
but given where we are, given what we're doing, given there's a massive crazy pit, given the glyphs from Banbury, given the glyphs from you, we don't know how it's all going to gel together. Hmm. So it could go wrong if I roll badly, <laughs> or I said that I see, or it might be fine. I don't, I don't know. I've got no. What sounded like drums earlier has now settled to more like hammering and the sound of metal thundering against metal. I mean, as long as it's in time, I'm not too worried about that. It's metal AF. It's fine. We can sing this song and then we can all bug out. I'll go for, yeah, I'll go for harmonious magic. It'll be interesting. You are immune to harmonious magic and you feel yourself filled with that strength that Akoni grants you. And you're ready to fight with honour to defend her. Which means that you are forbidden... Cowardly tactics. Cowardly tactics and tricks. Yeah, that seems fair. And so the night progresses. The slow thunder becomes tapping and crashing and crunching. Sometimes you hear chittering voices that you can't quite make out. Sometimes flickers of light rise from the pit. But... The night progresses and you're able to ascribe your glyphs and you're waiting for sunrise. And the sky in the east is turning grey. You can now see the outline of the mountains and silhouetted against that grey sky you also see among those mountains what look like three pillars that must be enormously high because they stand almost as high as the mountain range itself, directly to the east. And the sky continues to brighten, and now you hear a steady hammering from the pit. What do you do? Is it in tune? No. Is it? Has it got timing to it? Yes, it's got a very clear chink, 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 chink type rhythm. Start a rap. I mean, it sounds like someone climbing up, but I'm going to start strumming the... I'm going to start strumming the start to the singer's whole song in time with that, I guess. Okay, great. Not necessarily starting the spell yet, but might as well just... I'll stand back away from it and get the guys to investigate it as well. Oh, we're just going to uh, freestyle some rap over it. But it is dawn right now, yeah? Dawn is coming. The sun isn't yet there, but the sky is lightning. If the dawn is at 6am, it's like 5.30ish. You probably have a little time I mean I feel like something's climbing up this tunnel guys well we'll try and take care of that um, you prep for your song and good luck I hope this has all been worth it I'll get yeah. my bow out ready just in um, case something does come up from that bit Bambri do you have any mellow mushrooms oh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> let's do this while we're off our faces let's do this right yeah why not uh, I'm going to hand him one. I'm going to take one myself and then cheers him. Cheers. Nice. Cheers. Gonk. Slow nod. Slow nod. In fact, I'm going to I'm gonna extend my hand for a handshake to Banbury as well. <gasps> as you do that, give me a defy danger and constitution. <laughs> it's not that stinky. Jesus. <laughs> oh, no. Come on. Sure, it'll be fine. Oh. Did you get a debility to constitution? No. No, I did get something. I think you got some kind of debility going on. He was shaky at some point. I think it was to Dex. Yeah, he was shaky. Yeah, that was right. I remembered a thing. Here we go. It is... Oh! 
Yeah, so Tristan feels very mellow. What about Banbury? Oh, I'm doing it as well, eh? <laughs> Oh, yeah. You're both... <laughs> oh, Bambri. Bambri pulls a whitey. <laughs> but, you know, maybe that's why he'll... I'm still extending my hand in a, in a handshake of respect to Bambri. I've taken the sick thing. Yeah, so <laughs> Tristan shakes your hand. Vomit down the hole. And you have a moment. And then you get that feeling. You're like, wait... Did I have the black mushroom? <laughs> no! Because <laughs> like, you look back into your pouch and a mellow mushroom is still there. <laughs> and there definitely was a black mushroom in there and it doesn't seem to be now. And Tristan's getting chill and, and you're starting to feel really a bit funny. All the glyphs around me are really kind of wanging out and they're like getting bigger <laughs> and smaller and the sound's coming up from the the well are kind of going weird and I turn to Percy for some reassurance and he turns to me and his eyes just start going bloop, 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 bloop. <laughs> and at that moment the first cobalt power armor bursts out of the pit Shit. What? and leaps towards Banbury I'm shooting an arrow into it because I was totes ready Enigma you are tote ready okay give me a volley roll dexterity yep Enigma, roll your damage. Yeah. Boom. Enigma hits it pretty hard and it rattles and shakes. Ah. Percy. Bet he's feeling blue. A set of <laughs> power armour has come leaping out and there is more hammering coming from the pit. What are you doing? I figure we're kind of all in at this point, so I'm going to draw the sword Kalanoia. Um, and drop it down the pit. Ooh, nice. Plunge it into the power armor as it's getting to the crest of the pit and attempt to just freeze it solid. Nice. Okay, yeah. that is a specific roll. So it is a specific roll, and I can't remember I think what it's that a plus one. is. <laughs> um, like... It is shard of the frozen goddess, I believe. Uh, yeah. Um, what does that say? Let's see. When you use the sword of Kalanoia to access the power of Ulumbria. Then yep. So your ice is currently ice is zero. zero. So 2d6. Roll 2d6 flat. Ooh. Fail. Uh-uh. Mark oh. experience. <laughs> so you stab the sword Kalanoia into it, and it is harmed. So roll your damage for that sword. Um, also, while he's rolling, Ben, would you say the mushrooms are an enchantment? I wouldn't say they're an enchantment, No. They're more of a poison effect, aren't they? I would say so. But what I would say is that if you do have shaky as a debility, they will temporarily alleviate it because you are chill. You are like, this is fine. Oh, I was going to try and cast it to help Ambry, but I don't know what the three's done yet. Right, yeah. I was going to sort of get some of his... Like, if I can use the music to... Oh, wait, carry on, Gwyn, sorry. So, yeah. So roll your damage. Which I assume is just standard longsword damage? Yeah. I think it was plus one, so... Yeah. That's not a longsword. Four <laughs> big moves. So your sword cuts into the power armour, and then it spins round and strikes you, and you fly backwards into the wall, and the sword is left sticking out of its back. Roll a d10. Oh dear. We're going to accidentally destroy the sword after all the bloody discussion. <laughs> okay, 
take 12 damage. Ooh, actually. I mean, you guys have got about half an hour of healing, so yeah. maybe I'm going to start preparing my AoE heal. Is that straight through armor, or do I deduct armor? Uh, no, you take your armor off that. That's a mix of being hit very hard and then crashing into a wall. Okay. Like 15 feet away. And the armor continues climbing out of the pit. Tristan, mm. the sun is starting to show over the edge of the horizon. Okay, right. It's time to start playing then. Now I'm going to sit up on the plinth, yep. cross-legged with my guitar in my lap, facing the sun. So as soon as the first beam hits and starts to warm my face, I'm going to start to strum the chords. And as the sunlight hits the strings, that's when the first vocal is going to start. Wow. Nice. Okay, so Tristan starts to sing. You have never sounded better. To the first moon, I said to you, but you have to go. My love will show you home. And on the day that you sat away, you dried my tears. You're a long way from Nalheim My heart sings to you Cause you're a long way from Nalheim My song will bring you home what if I called you to my side? Would you travel back to me? And if you had no choice, would you hear my voice? And my song would set you free. You said that you.
Enigma, as Tristan sings, a set of power armor has turned towards you after you shot it and started stomping towards you. What are you doing? I am going to shoot another arrow at it. But um, this time I'm, I'm going to aim for, um, what was it aiming for? Like the the bit where the glass joins the, the metal. Right, so right on that hinge. Yeah, yeah. Ben, before she rolls, as I'm also doing an arcane arc, can we use this to kind of give a, either a plus four or a plus whatever it is no. to everyone was because they feel no because no, no, they feel inspired. You are changing the world, Tristan. Yeah, but they're they're inspired by it. That's taking a lot of your attention right now. And I don't need it. Yeah, I meant it was just a side effect. Also, I'm immune to it. <laughs> <laughs> First, so, everyone else is like, I'm really good. This is amazing. Personally, like, don't get but, it. Don't hear yeah. it. It's all right. I've heard better. I've heard worse. <laughs> I prefer something with a better beat. I've heard the Enigma song. Enigma, take you take your shot, but it seems to ricochet off. And now the armour reaches down for you with a massive axe arm. What are you doing? Dodge. We've still got special effects budget, so give us this in bullet time. Okay, so the axe comes down. Uh, Enigma dodges to the right, or maybe the left. She doesn't know her left and her right either. And <laughs> she kind of scoosh around grabs the arm above the axe with her hands and kind of does a sort of... You know, like when they have the parallel bars in gym? Yes. In gymnastics, not like in the gym. I haven't been to a gym with that. That's like a rowing machine or something. Um, so anyway, she uses that to kind of spin around and get on the back of it. So she's kind of uh, got her legs astride its neck and, I don't know, start trying to twist the head off. Amazing. That's some advantageous positioning. Sure is. Percy, you've been smacked into a wall and a power <laughs> arm is advancing towards you. What are you doing? I really want to retrieve that sword. Um, otherwise, all the people that said destroy it will be proved right. And <laughs> <laughs> that will be quite a crime. There was a poll. We can't destroy it. It's not what people want. <laughs> so I would like to attempt to position myself to stand in defence of well, I guess the sword, really. Okay, so the sword's kind of in its back, and its front is at you. Yeah. You could open it up to an ally and try and get Enigma to steal the sword. Yeah, that's that sounds good. You're good at thieving, right? Yeah, and at the moment, I'm on the shoulders of a power-armoured kobold, so I reckon I could do a bit of a handspring off it. I'm going for the whole gymnastics thing. Land on the sword, which is... Isn't it... It's stabbed into a wall? It's stabbed into the back of this power armour. Yeah. Oh, it's the one so, that I'm on. Oh, yeah, I can get it from there. That's it's easy. stabbed into the back of the other one that you're not oh, on. Oh, right, OK. In which case, I need to direct the one I'm on so that it kind of goes over to the sword and then I can get the sword from there. You could probably just run. That might be easier, but I get that you want to do your thing. Yeah. All right, so is that your strategy, Percy? Yeah, I will stand in defence of a... Other location between the power arm that's advancing on me and Enigma, ideally. I'll try and move there. Okay. Um, and hold it up. There we go. And intermediate success, so you can do one of those things. Yeah, so I will open it up to Enigma. Okay, so Enigma has one forward. Cool, thank you. Bambury, you are deep in the curse. Your glyphs are around you. You have fallen through the bottom of the world. And... All you can feel is the magical space. You have no perception of physical space at all. 
you can just feel the flows and tensions of magic around you. And you can feel Tristan's music reaching into them and starting to change it. And you can see where he's getting close, but there are knots and tangles in the magic still caught up. What are you doing? But Banbury, whilst also tripping some balls and freaking out a little bit, is going to try and concentrate on the glyphs. And he very much needs Tristan's part of this to work before anything that Banbury can do will work. So he's going to try and aid Tristan. So I imagine my turn will be reinforcing. So Banbury's going to crack open his little books uh, and his grimoire, and he's going to leaf through quickly and try and find bits about the curse and the bits about the glyphs and also the notes from his mum on the reaching scroll yeah and he he's gonna redraw over any bits that look like they're cracking or frayed or not drawn that well uh and he's just gonna ignore everything else that's going around yeah going on he's gonna crawl around on all fours on the floor just desperately i like, can't even perceive what else is going on okay it's just magic now enigma you're on the back of this huge armor Yep, yep. And Percy has called out for assistance. What are you doing? Handspring onto the other power armour, pull out the sword. It's like 15, 20 feet away. I could do so that. You're going to have to scamper over. All right. I reckon I could do it, but, but kind of bounce off the wall, because I'm, I'm into parkour, remember? Oh, you're going to parkour around the wall. That is sweet AF. I'm absolutely going to parkour, so I'm way ahead of everyone else. Land on the sword itself, just so I can have a little wobbly moment. So everyone's like, whoa, will she make it? And then roll dexterity. I think that's probably just it's happening. I mean, in, in full Tristan, I mean, that absolutely is just going to happen. I don't see why I need to roll that. An intermediate success. You stumble, hesitate, or flinch. No, I don't. No. So, <laughs> you are balanced on this sword. Oh, plus one forward. Plus one forward. Nine. An intermediate success. So, you are balanced on this sword. Oi, oi, oi. And you feel yourself starting to wobble, you feel it getting unstable, and then you find yourself slip back. It unbalances a little because you're on its back. The leverage of you on the sword actually causes it to stumble back, and that's what throws your balance. You find yourself sliding back, so now you're hanging off the sword. But because the armor's tall, you're not touching the ground. You're just hanging off it and kind of swinging around. That's what I wanted to do. Activate the sword. Activate the sword. It doesn't have to be me that uses it. That's true. You can activate the sword. That will be a straight roll. Sword of Omens, give me sight beyond sight. And because I just used it, it's now a plus... You'd be rolling 2d6 plus 1 rather than straight 2d6 if you do do that. Actually, it's about your relationship. Oh, is it? So okay. she'll be on flat, yeah. Cool. But you'll be on plus one now yeah. because you're getting closer to the sword. Yeah, if you want to try that, yep. you can roll 2d6 flat. It is 2d6. <laughs> it's going to go deathly. A ten. Nice. A success. So what do you do with the sword, Enigma? How do you channel power with it? Um, I think cold thoughts. Wait, do you think about what happened on the river? Uh, yes. Mm. Yes. Is that where it comes from? Yes. Oh no, and that's why Enigma shatters into a thousand pieces. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do that. Right, so you channel it and ice blazes into this armour. And on a 10 plus, you get the effect you are looking for. And you can add two of the following. Cold cuts. 
The outcome is limited to the effect you are looking for. The outcome does not leave you exhausted. The outcome does not leave you physically changed in any way. Don't take that one, that's going to be cool. Um, I've got 10 that you get to pick 3 on a success of 10 plus. You do get to pick three, so that you get the outcome that you were looking for. Yeah, I'd like that piece. The outcome is limited to the effect you're looking for. Yes, I think I also want that. The outcome does not leave you exhausted. The outcome does not leave you physically changed in any way. I'll take the first two and the last one. Mark the debility weak. I mean, I never need my strength. You're not being physically changed, you are being exhausted. I'm exhausted, I've not just turned into, like, a snowflake or something. As I completely failed, does that mean that I incur though both of those last two anyway? No, I made a different hard move. Okay. In that case. Enigma. Hello. The armour shatters, just like the funeral ship that floated down the river, and into thousands of pieces. As the sword is suddenly free, does it make a noise yeah. like one of those door step- stops you used to have in the 70s that went boing? <laughs> No, oh. no, it doesn't. It makes a cold, shattering, icy sound. And then in your hand you feel it sing. There's a kind of like ringing sound there. Yeah, exactly. It's that kind of thing. Tristan, mm. you are in the harmony in the music. Yeah. You feel the song reaching around you and elevating you. And then like a door opening, you feel the harmony of this place and you feel the power of the curse around you. And you have absolute energy. You can suddenly sense every living and magical thing for miles. And there's a lot going on. You can feel the ogre king sleeping not far away. You can feel sleeping ogres in the city above, and you can feel that they're moving. And high above them, you can feel birds and insects and skywares. And out across the plain, you can feel the horses and your friends. You can even feel the shape and echo of your father down where you came into the ruins. And then down below, you can feel thousands upon thousands of candles. And you can feel all this life and you can feel the threads of the curse. Everywhere around you is magic and everything is power. And you feel as though you can touch any of it. What do you do? Touch everything. I mean, what do I do? Um, I suppose I'm going to stand up so I'm fully bathed in sunlight now. Yeah. And And from inside the room, Tristan is framed in light now. Just ablaze, and he's like a silhouette completely outlined in it with his guitar. This would definitely be the cover of the book. (laughs) (laughs) You better have your trousers on. Uh, Yeah, that's it. I'm naked as the day, but you can't tell because... My skin is glowing sunlight. I mean, is this the point where I start mending or do I feel like it's mending? This is the point where you can choose to unravel the curse. You have that within your reach. I choose not to and I'm like, this is because you wouldn't let me have the consumer. And I'm just going to strum one discord and no, no, and everything around me just bursts for thousands of miles. It's just an um, explosive mist of blood. We thought it'd be Banbury, but it was Tristan all along. What? That would be insane. Imagine that. Yeah. Canon now. <laughs> yeah, that's how sorry, Ben, that's happened. So I'm going to start doing what I do. So I'm going to start sensing what is good and healing and all the things that are alive and good and untainted. I'm just going to start kind of drawing 
that like sound towards me, but I'm drawing the sound of the curse as well. So I'm kind of bringing it all together. So it's mixing into one song that in theory, I'm going to condense right down. And on the final yeah. note, just hit the power chord, just go boom and just return it all cured. Wow. Is the plan. Okay, so roll. I really don't want to roll the roll dice. Musica <gasps> Mundi. Roll, roll the drums. I, really I just rolled an 11 though. We know what's coming. <laughs> just do it. I gave you plus one You'll forward. Have, you do have plus one. At the start. So if you roll this, you will get an extra plus one. Don't roll an eight. It, it's really disappointing when you've forgotten the rules. It's kind of, kind of hard to screw it up. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I, I don't think you can fail. If he gets a two, he will. So I have to roll charisma. Yeah. Yes! Oh, yes! Come on! You feel the threads and shape change. That's it. And you feel the energy shifting. And you feel everything shift and untangle and slowly these knots unwind and then faster and you can feel suddenly power being drawn back into this room and power being drawn back into the originator of the curse and you feel the form of the great ball gaining in strength as the force of its blood is returned the power wants to roar back but it's being slowed and circled and controlled by the glyphs that Banbury has wound around it. Banbury, everything is magic. Everything is power. And you can feel the power building and preparing. So Banbury is going to do what enact his plan. So he is going to reverb the curse into a direction he wants and gain all this power and put it into something. Within this soil a seed did grow, no fruit or nourishment did it sow. Instead it cursed this land, it damned them all. To stop, to rest, was to fail, to fall. But see this bard here, a shade's anointed. To Singer's Hall his quest was pointed. He stands here now so full of swagger, his very voice poised like a dagger. He cuts the curse, a little prick. To save those here, the cursed, the sick, it's true, his efforts are altruistic, but to my mind, they're too simplistic. This very land is ripe for harvest. In terms of curses, this is the largest. All this power soon set free. I'd see that power flow straight to me. I'll bind this crop. This curse must yield from man, ogre, crop, beast and field. The power now are fueled to flame. Let the curse be bound by blood and name. No little candle, I'll be a pyre. I'll cleanse those in my way with endless fire. Well. I knew those glyphs were a bad thing. <laughs> little shit bag. <laughs> Bambri's going to use uh, his book to give him plus one forward, yeah. and he's going to try and contain all this power that is being set free. And rather than destroying the sword... Rather than rolling it, yep. Bambri manages to shape the words he manages to form them in spite of everything and then another wave of that mushroom nausea kicks in and he feels it twist and round and bloody drugs he's in a small room comfortably appointed there's a fireplace on one side there's a window that looks out on the night sky and 
a small table has a couple of glasses of wine on it and there's two chairs, comfortable upholstered leather chairs. One of them is empty and then the other sits down before us. Oh! He says, Oh no, you've come into a certain amount of my power. What do you want, Bamboo Leaps? Well, I want that power. And I'm not, uh, I'm not asking for it. I'm not wishing for it. I'm taking it. Like, I've run away from you in the past. And we've run away from a lot of stuff. And all we've done is run. And I'm fed up of running. And I'm going to make a gamble. I'm stealing it. It's your power. But that power's Ul and Briars. And it got stolen. This is your power. And I'm stealing it right now. You can't do anything about it. You can summon me here. You, you can act a big boy and try and intimidate me. But I'm not scared anymore. I'm taking that power. I'm going to be a big flame. I'm going to purge anything that stands in my way. I'm saving my mum. I'm going to save some other folks. And I'm going to burn a lot of people. A lot of people. And when I'm done with them, I'm coming for you. My mum's kept you in check. Her, her coven has kept you in check. I reckon I'm going to be more powerful than them. I'm not going to keep you in check. I'm going to end you. And before X laughs with delight and he says that Bambri Lutz is wonderful be wild burn them all drive chaos across the world magnificent and you're back in the singers hall what happens so do you want me to describe yes, this or are you describing you it describe it okay so where Bambri was I mean there's chaos and craziness happening enigmas fighting a cobbled in power armor Percy's trying to retrieve a sword. Tristan's gleaming with sweat as the sun beams down on his naked body. And Banbury's lying on the floor. But then there's smoke, and then there's a cracking noise. The glyphs around Banbury begin to shimmer. The marbles placed in strategic spots around him begin to glow. First red, and then white hot. The dust and chalk around them ignites, and the smoke begins to rise, obscuring Banbury. There's a sound of cracking from the very stone beneath them as it begins to heat to the point it burns. Thick, acrid smoke now fills the area. Behind it is just a fierce glow. The entire area in which Banbury has stood is white hot with swirls of dark smoke. There's a fierce crackling of flame, but also a louder crack, like bones snapping. The smoke and fierce light make it impossible to see what's happening, but this does happen in a matter of seconds. There's a creaking sound as large, leather wings unfold from the smoke. This is followed by a large, reptilian head, with reptilian eyes blinking, viewing the world for the first time. The eyes glance at the hawks but show no signs of recognition, and as it looks around, it sees the sky through the small gap. The dragon pushes itself from the flame and the smoke, and drags itself forward, launching itself into the sky, growing with every second. It circles in the skyline, getting its bearings. Then, purpose set out, it sets west. Well... As it emerges, the kobold power armour turns and falls in worship towards it, and the three remaining hawks are left in the Singer's Hall of Malahim. And Tristan can feel as the last echoes of his song go, and the last shreds of that power evaporate back to the world. He can feel 
in its heart that the curse is broken, the power is gone. Never again will people be transformed into ogres. And something else he realises as well. As it fades from the land, he feels echoes of it in his clothing. And he realises that that same transformation was the root of true silk. And that perhaps with the passing of the curse, other elements of life here will pass as well. Other transformations will no longer happen. And the music echoes and the sun shines and the hawks have saved their friend and silhouetted against the morning sun with the shape of a great dragon against the morning sky. Season 3 of Crudely Drawn Swords. The role of Enigma was played by Ali Hancock. Tristan Wilde was played by Stuart Heading. Bambury Lutz was played by Magnus Carr. And Percival Cleft was played by Gwyn Teague. The world and everybody else in it were played by Ben Moxon. We were playing Dungeon World by Adam Coble and Sage Latour. The soundtrack was written by Ben Moxon and the songs of Tristan Wilde were written and performed by Tristan Wilde with assistance from Stuart Heading and Ben Moxon. The entire soundtrack is available from crudelyformedchords.bandcamp.com The show was edited and produced by Ben Moxon and Lucy T. This podcast is copyright Crudely Drawn Swords 2016-2019 to Inside the wagon, it's dark, and the only sound is the wheels turning over rough ground of the plane, and the wind shivering in the sail above. The room is empty, and then a moment later, the room contains three people, as Percy, Enigma, and Tristan appear out of thin air with a soft whoosh. What, what was that? What? What's ha- what, what was that? What's happened? What? Where'd the cobbles go? Where's Bambury? He's gone. He did it. He's gone. He's gone. No, he can't. He's. It can't have all been for this. No. No. He's. He's going to burn it all. What? He's. We failed. Yeah, but the curse is 
the curse is gone. He stole it. He stole the magic. He stole everything, and he's going to burn them all. Fair play. Uh, what, what was what was the point of this then? We spoke to Oconi. This was our path. This was what was going to lead us back to the West, and this wasn't for nothing. I don't know. I have no answers. No, there must be. Ben, we must have, have a plan. Uh, he doesn't. He's he's going to kill everything. I heard him. He was talking to Ambiforax. He's going to burn everything. He's he's turned. He's gone. He's fucking evil. Why did we not see this coming? He's literally given us no signs that he was ever on the same same side as us. Yeah, got a grudging respect. I mean, yeah, to a certain degree, but you know, I. I I said it. I knew he was never going to just be happy with following the plan. I don't know what to do. I don't know how we fight this. Well, we can't fight this. We have to fight Banbury now. We can't fight Banbury. <sighs> we have to. It's just sucked the power out of half of the land. Yes, and turned into a dragon and threatened to burn everything. There is a chance. Maybe he's going to burn the baddies and leave everything but I from what I overheard him saying he's going after everyone maybe we maybe we failed him maybe we did yeah, I don't but think we were responsible I mean he was a real little shitbag I don't know I don't have the answers now what do we do, Percy? I think this is... This is the end for us. Certainly in this life. We won't find any answers here. If we're to find them, it'll be somewhere else. What do you mean? Come on, I've got an idea. 